Yo junkies, what's up? We're back, we're better. Uh, you may have heard, you may have noticed that most entrepreneurs today um, are grinding their face off. Um, but the thing is they neglect their, their health and are causing depression, health issues, like anxieties. And maybe you've noticed or have read about it, like last, I think two weeks ago, Billie Jean, one of the top marketers out there, put like health on his priority this year and that's why i wanted to share with you guys from one of the best coaches in the industry right now how to get your health get your fitness get your stress management back in order for this new year and this new decade but before we dive into that interview let's hit that cue yo this is sales fun and junkie podcast and i'm your host shannon have you always been on the edge to start your online business or are you stuck on scaling to the next level you're not alone. About a year ago, I quit my nine to five in pursuit to building my million dollar business. The problem was I had zero experience in sales, marketing, or business. So the real question is, how would I build my business from scratch without VC funding or debt? This podcast will give you the answers. Come along my journey as I learn, apply, and share all online marketing secrets to grow my business using today's best sales funnels. What's up, junkies? What's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Sales Funnel Junkie Podcast with your host, SF. And yes, we're back. We're better. We, all, we talk about marketing, sales funnels, sales, and mindset. And today, I have the man, the myth, the legend, the creator of the Dad Bot Help, the Man Up community, the guy that helps every single dad and man get their fitness and health back on track, I got the man, Jason Priest, in-house. What's up, buddy? What's going on, my man? I appreciate you having me on, and I hope I can add some value to your audience today. You sure will. So just to give my audience like a backstory why I have you on this show today, it's basically because I know building an online business, um, like you, you take like a long hours in office. Let's say you work on a side job, side hustle. You go from your job to your side hustle, um, like we only have 24 hours in a day, right? So you t- tend to neglect your health, your fitness, your condition, start building that man boobs and other good stuff. So the reason I have this legend on this on and on here today is because I want to tell you guys or like let him explain the like importance of fitness and health uh, in your entrepreneurial journey, journey and how it can help you and benefit you with all the other areas such as confident, looking good, um, being more sharp uh, mentally. So before we go into that, uh, Jason, um, let's just take it back a few steps, right? Because I know you were nursed before this. Um, so thought, like, tell us how did you come across uh, fitness and start helping men like, or women right, um, get more fit into their lives? Absolutely, man. Yeah. So I'll try to give you the shortened version because there's, I have quite the backstory, but I grew up uh, with quite the checkered past, have a bit of a drug history. Um, my, my mom was very ill, alcoholic, smoked in the house. Um, and I was, I lived in a single parent household. My dad was still in my life to an extent, but he was mostly there for my sports, which was soccer. I played soccer for 15 years. And so I was very much involved in fitness all through high school um and there were times where i was playing on you know five teams at a time and so it was my life it dominated my life and you know it and 
just like with a lot of people, when you when you get that committed to something, oftentimes it can learn to uh, lead or lead to burnout, and that's what had happened to me. So um, when I finished high school, I just didn't have the heart to play soccer anymore, man, and I just kept I couldn't keep doing it. I had some scholarship offers, uh, but I would have had to move out of state, and I just wasn't really willing to do that. So um, I got I got involved with the wrong crowd and didn't have anywhere to channel my energy. So I turned to the, the rave scene and got very much involved with drugs and extracurricular activities that weren't really uh, in my best interest. And so one thing led to another. Um, I was I was very uh, uncomfortable with going home all the time, seeing my mom basically taking years and years off of her life, laying in bed, depressed, smoking and drinking. And so I finally, uh, you know, I finally realized later in life that I was just covering up my pain with the drugs. Yeah. But during this drug path, um, I had kind of a, a, a dark moment where it was either the next step, the people who I was hanging out with, the next step was either inject drugs or get my shit together. And I wasn't about to inject drugs. That was the one promise I made to myself during my whole drug history was, I'm never going to shoot up anything. I will not go that low. And I'm glad I made that commitment. Yeah. One thing I'll find often with people is we don't keep the promises we make to ourselves, whether you're in that situation or whether you're just now starting your fitness journey. That's one of the most common things that I see is that we don't keep the, the micro commitments we make to ourselves. If you say you're going to go to the gym on a Monday morning and you back out, you start to lose trust with yourself. And so basically what happened was I, start, I was taking some classes at a community college and I heard two dudes talking about nursing school. One thing led to the next. I decided that was the path for me. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew it was a quick way out of the drug scene and I could actually have something to stabilize my life a bit and give me some income and give me a new opportunity that I, that I hadn't had before. And so uh, I started nursing school, finished nursing school at the age of 23 and immediately started working in an ICU, which hindsight being 2020 uh, probably was not the best bet for me because uh, I saw a lot of scary things, as you well, well could imagine. Most yeah. things that people will never see, but also don't ever want to see in their life. And so it, it hit me hard. And at the time, I really didn't know it. And so I was just kind of taking it all in. Well, two months after I got married in 2005, shortly after I became a nurse, year and a half after I became a nurse, uh, my mom passed away. Literally two months after, I, after we got married. Uh, on September 11th, which is the day that our country was attacked in 01, she died in 05, four years later. So that's a, a big day for me, obviously. So with all that being said, uh, it led to more, more depression, started drinking more, uh, eating fast food, and, and got to the heaviest weight that I was ever at uh, around that time, which was 232. And I'm, I'm just over 5'10". So I was about 60 pounds overweight because I'm around 174-ish right now. And so... With that being said, man, like when I, when, when my, or after my mom died, I was very depressed. Me and my wife moved off to a, a town about three hours from where I live now for my wife to go to pharmacy school. Uh, my wife is a pharmacist. That's how we met in the hospital. But at the time, she was just a pharmacy tech. Oh. So we had to move off to a small town for her to get her education. And I didn't know anybody. So it just made the problem worse. Now I was drinking more, eating more shitty food. Um, and not getting anywhere with my health and fitness. In fact, we lived there for an entire four years, and I did not start using the gym that, that I had free access to, one of the nicest gyms I've ever stepped foot into, 
uh, until the last six months of, of our time there. And so basically, when I started, when I finally dove in at, during that period and, and finally took the plunge and was sick and tired of being sick and tired, couldn't, couldn't stand the man boobs, couldn't stand the beer gut, um, yeah. was depressed because I was bending over to tie my shoes and was out of breath, man. Like I couldn't go up a flight of stairs without being winded. And I'm like, this is not me. This is not the, the guy that I envisioned myself becoming. I got to take action. And not to mention doctors were telling me, Hey man, like your blood work looks like shit. You might want to get it together. Yeah. But I had to be ready. Like, you know, you got to be ready to make change. Anytime you're, anytime you're thinking about changing, you've got to be ready to fully commit or it's not going to happen. And so I tried some of the fad diets. I tried all that nonsense. The thing for me though, is that I was not willing to give up all my favorite foods. I didn't want to give up burgers, pizza, tacos, and all that good stuff. And so I decided that the fad diets weren't for me. I couldn't, they're not sustainable. I couldn't stick with them. And so I went all in, man. And I, I decided that I was going to, I was determined to come up with the perfect plan to yeah. be able to follow. It will allow me to lose the weight, but also eat the foods that I love. And so it wasn't without struggle. I, I fell on my face many, many a times, but I was like, I'm going to make this happen, man. Like, I know I can't eat pizza every day, but I want to be able to eat it when I can. So I'm going to make this happen. I just seem to figure out the right structure. So I finally figured all that out, was able to drop 60 pounds in about nine months. Oh, nice. uh, that was my, my men's health feature. And when, I, when we moved back, I started working in corporate wellness. And that's when I really became fully entrenched in the fit health and fitness space because now I went from saving lives in the ICU to trying to prevent people from going in the hospital in corporate wellness. And so now I'm to the, now I, I become a personal trainer. I become a fitness nutrition specialist. I become a health coach and I did that for almost 10 years. And that's when I became extremely passionate about helping other people with their health and fitness because I knew a way that would be able to allow them to eat those foods and still get in great shape, which is what most people want. And so that's really kind of the journey. There's a lot of bits and pieces in there that I, that I left out, but that's essentially the big picture, man. Yeah, awesome. But let me ask you this as well, like, because now we're talking about from nursery or like hospitals, right, to a physical uh, gym or like fitness thing. And where did, since we're on a, like on sales funnel junkie podcast, everything is online. So where, Like, where did you, like, try to transition from being a one-on-one personal trainer to, like, an online coach? Yeah, yeah. So, so ba yeah. So, basically, the transition after the story that I just told you was essentially, I took my, my experience as a registered nurse and leveraged that because one thing I'll tell you about what I do and, and really who I cater to is I'm not the guy, like, most people don't hire me to go get shredded and get a six pack in three months because they want to eat chicken, brown rice, and broccoli. Most people hire me because they want a sustainable way of living, but they also want to know how to eventually get the six pack if they just follow the right system. Yeah. And so for me, using the uh, leveraging the registered nurse piece, I'm able to help people with much more than let's just get fit. I'm able to help people dive more into medication management, condition management. If they have high blood pressure, if they have diabetes, And I cater to a little bit different crowd uh, for the most part. And so what I did was I took my, my experience as a registered nurse, my experience as a personal trainer, and really just kind of combined all that after working with people in corporate wellness and decided that 
I didn't want to be on anybody else's time clock anymore. And it was time for me to start right. my own business because I knew that I had a lot more value to offer to the world than yeah. to simply be on the phone with eight or 10 people a day trying to help them when they may or may not be engaged. That's the thing yeah. about corporate wellness, man, is like they're there because they get points for their insurance. And so you have to think about maybe 20% of the people that I would talk to truly cared and then the other 80% didn't. And I just became very unfulfilled. And so that's what made me take the plunge into saying, all right, I got to do something where I can help more people, but also offer more value to the world. And that's how I got transitioned into the online space. Awesome, man. This is like, like I told many people, like my clients as well, like today, like last week in the gym, actually, there was like a personal trainer and he was like, like so stressed because, yeah. you know, as a personal trainer, you can only take so much on a day, right? You're trading dollars for hours, man. So I told him, look. Um, what you need to do is start leveraging your own one skills, knowledge, value to the world, and just putting them like on an online, like just on a platform, right? Because the people that you have right now will follow you also online, right? So you already have like a base already to get it going. So to dive into that, I know that um, you you kind of started about with the structure about how to get like to fit life in a structural way to start. Sure. eating like tacos or like pizza or like i know you're sure. of, uh, beers and burgers right <laughs> so, so like talk us through the structures right is it like a five three steps or like it's just one step so yeah take- man so i'll uh i'll kind of dive in and, and really tell you basically the way that my wife life works but um and and just to expand on the the suggestion you made to the to the trainer i think one thing and, and one misconception that some people have Uh, about the online space and especially with what I do now I'm not sure what all trainers offer what all health coaches offer but I will tell you that that what differentiate what differentiates me between your typical trainer in the gym is this is that when you go to a gym and this is what this is for anybody looking to hire somebody outside of the gym because what I provide is everything in between so when you go to the gym you see the you see the trainer you're there for 45 minutes an hour They might talk to you about some nutrition and then you don't talk to him again until you go back and see him again. Right. Yeah. With me, I follow, I, I fill in all of those gaps. So now you have, instead of seeing somebody three or four times a week, now you've got access to me basically 24 seven so that I'm there to support you and encourage you the entire way. And that's, that's the biggest piece about going from in person to online is that you don't get that in person. And that's what I really enjoy is providing that, support in between because man hearing how good you're doing in between workouts just makes you try that much harder with yeah. your next workout and so i think it's a huge motivating factor but to answer your question man like the way that i view nutrition is this is i i feel like food is one of the many joys of life and i'm not willing to give up my favorite foods to live some rigid and strict lifestyle i just wasn't you know for me i want to be able to enjoy those things um you know whenever i want i have a four-year-old so my source of entertainment is going out to eat like that's what we do you know we find a, a restaurant i live in texas so we find a restaurant with a patio you know get him set up to play on the playground with the patio and then my wife and i can have hang out have a couple of drinks have some fajitas or whatever that looks like and chill without having to worry so much about him and so that's really uh that's important for other parents out there right so but for me the way that I look at it is this, man, like if, as long as you're laser focused the majority of the time on your nutrition 
and you're fueling your body with the proper nutrients and you view, you view food as fuel. I, I like to say eat for need and not for greed or yeah. that food is for fuel and not for drool, right? That's the majority of the time. But the exception being those fun meals or some people call them cheat meals or whatever, like there's a time and a place for those. And you can't let that stuff blend into the rest of your week. So for me, I follow a very structured system where Friday and Saturday night, those are already planned out cheat meals. I know they're going to happen. Like in yeah. my mind, that's already a given, you know, kind of like my breakfast. I eat the exact same breakfast, probably 350 days of the year. The only time I waver is like on vacation or during the holidays or when I'm out of my environment. Otherwise, it's the exact same. And so I'm very, very structured that way. And if you get that way and you can maintain that discipline to stay structured throughout the entire week, knowing that on Friday and Saturday night, I'm going to get to have fun. I'm going to get to let loose and I'm not going to worry about nutrients, calories, any of that stuff. Now, I don't go overboard. I'm not encouraging someone to go and do a, have a full large pizza and a six pack of, you know, a super heavy beer and then call that a cheat meal. That's self-sabotage. I don't do that. I will overeat a little bit, but those two nights are mine. And I don't like, I don't waver from that. Now there's some tricks that go into that. Like on a Saturday, if I know that I'm going to have a cheat meal on Saturday night, which is going to happen. Well then during the day on Saturday, I may, I may fast a little longer. I may scale my calories back a little bit. I may strategically place my nutrition throughout the day so that when that time comes, now, instead of having a normal day of nutrition plus my cheat meal, I've scaled the normal day back. Now I've had my cheat meal. And now instead of sitting at 5,000 calories, now maybe I'm only at three, right? Yeah. And so it's very, uh, it's very structured, but you have to be super disciplined to do it. But for me, it, it helps me maintain my sanity because, look, I love healthy food and there's a lot of good things you can do with healthy food. But let's not, let's not kid ourselves if a greasy cheeseburger or some tacos or pizza or Chinese food or whatever floats your boat, that sounds good. We want to eat that stuff. But you know, you, if, you, if you want to be the healthiest version of yourself, you just can't eat that stuff all the time. And so yeah. that's, that's kind of my theory. Awesome. Makes sense. And let's talk more about that as well. Like, Now we talked a bit about the meal, like the food, the nutrition. Yeah. Let's dive into it like, okay, I'm a full-time man, my women, doesn't matter right now. I just, I just got a full-time job, right? I have my side also like, where do I find time in between to either like eat well, or, like at least structured, and have that time to start working out? Because I know that those two goes hand in hand. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I think the biggest thing there, and, and you say, you phrased it with where do I find time? And yeah. I think that, you know, we're often kidding ourselves if any of us have extra time, right? Like, you don't have extra time. I don't have extra time. Now, could you or I go and, and you know, detail out our entire day and find some time where we probably could have been more productive? Of course. Yeah. Like, we're human beings. We're not robots. There's naturally going to be a little bit of procrastination in everybody's day. There's naturally going to be times where you get distracted on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and you'll catch yourself. 10 minutes in and you're like, well, shit, that wasted my time. Right. Yeah. But those are the exceptions, man. And so what you have to do is I think that the first, the, the first step you have to take, especially when you're trying to break away from a time clock and be your own boss with a side hustle 
or when you're working full time as your own boss, what you must realize is that in order to scale your business or ever have a chance to scale your business, you better be ready to scale your health with your business. Yeah. Because what I see far too often is that people, we, we're all, uh, we all subscribe to the grind, right? That's a very popular word in the entrepreneurial space. The yeah. grind, the grind, grind, grind. And I often tell people like, don't let the grind grind your ass into the ground because it's gonna happen inevitably, right? If you don't prioritize your health, and make sure that you're doing the things that you need to to continue to scale with your business, then you're gonna end up paying the price sooner rather than later, most likely. And most likely that's gonna happen on the back end when you start to have, you know, you start to get diagnosed with conditions and, and have to become medication dependent essentially. Yeah. But you wanna take action before you have to. That's the thing is like being proactive about your health versus reactive. So, some things that I find especially in the person who is pressed for time, it's about thinking outside the box and not thinking about it like a traditional meal per se. Like for example, far many, many people think that if I don't have time to go make a long drawn out meal, then you know, it's not worth my time. So I'll give you, I'll give you a little example. So if I like my lunch today is leftovers from dinner last night, I always over prepare at dinner so that I have leftovers for the next day. So we had salmon, asparagus, and sweet potato last night. That's what my lunch is waiting for me in the fridge after we get off this podcast. Yeah. So I already know, I've already planned ahead, that's waiting for me. But say you're somebody who didn't do that. Well, the structure of that meal is protein and healthy fat with the salmon, a vegetable with the asparagus, and a healthy carb or starch source with the sweet potato, right? So you have a basic structure there. So in your mind, what you've got to do is think outside the box. How can I go repeat that and get similar value without taking the time to make that meal? And this isn't going to work for every single meal. This is just a little hack that you can use that is a lot better than skipping a meal and will provide you sustained fuel throughout the day. So me in that situation, well, I can't probably mimic the, the asparagus, but maybe I have some celery down there. Yeah. If I, don't have, if I don't have time for a, a, a true vegetable, well, maybe I'll have some berries instead, right? Because I know that the berries are loaded with nutrients, they're low in sugar, so I'm gonna get some value there. Yeah. If I don't have time to make salmon that's got healthy fat and protein, well, I'm gonna go down and slam a protein shake, and the protein shake doesn't have the healthy fat, so now I'm gonna go have a handful of almonds or pistachios. So now I've taken salmon, sweet potato, and asparagus, transition that into a protein shake with some almonds and a handful of blueberries. Yeah. And now I've gotten similar value, you know, in terms of nutrients, but cut the time literally into a fraction of what that's going to take me to make. And now I'm on about my day with sustained fuel with an actual nutrient dense snack slash meal. Doesn't always need to be a full meal. And now you can move on about your day and actually be able to perform at a high level versus yeah. skipping a meal crashing going and binging on an energy drink or a soda because you need a quick fix from the sugar and then crashing again and watching this vicious cycle spiral out of control and that's the key man most people don't think outside the box enough and it's yeah. about becoming educated but also becoming aware of the things you have available to you exactly and just to like i'll like plead guilty right now like today i, I went um i went to, to, to my work right in my job 
finished there. I didn't eat as as well as I wanted. I just so I just sliced like a hand, a sandwich with um, uh, uh, ham and cheese, right? <laughs> just a quick fix. Sure. Then after like four o'clock, I started feeling my energy like dropping. So what did I do? I just like drink like I drank a coffee, like a black shot yep. of espresso. Cool. I finished at six thirty. Then I went to the gym. Walking to the gym, I felt like shit. You hit a wall. Yeah, you know. So I grabbed. There's like, no nutrients on board. Exactly. So I started grab. I literally went to the uh, market, like supermarket, groceries. Grab myself a, a, a energy drink, right? Yeah. Like, oh, like I hit it up. Did my quick workout. Now I'm sitting on this podcast, and with me, I feel like gas. Like my my belly yep. gassy. And yeah. I'm not. I'm just telling you guys this because I know I'm not the only one struggling with nutrition and with busy work days and and with like job here, side also there, going to the gym. But if if someone that's one has done this almost I think quite some time now and is teaching others to do it, um, and it's so important to like like look at the nutrition, maybe prepare it beforehand, you know one day before or like in the morning, you know, you grab yourself uh, eggs with, with fajitas, whatever, you know? Yeah. Something that at least are nutrition full through, throughout your day. And at night you can just make something else. I think that's way better. And one for yourself, for your mindset, for your sharpness, than just keeping hitting those quick fix like coffee. And then, yeah. you know? You know, I, I tell you, man, the number one thing that I hear most consistently from my private clients usually happens within the first week or two. And that is how much better they feel when they actually buy in to real nutrition. And, you know, there's a reason why one of the longest standing quotes that is in existence is we are what we eat. If you don't, if you don't buy into the fact that we are what we eat, I encourage you to do some soul searching because just about every single chronic condition, well, I would say the majority of chronic conditions and any, any and, and even acute conditions happen because of some direct relation or correlation to nutrition. Yeah. When you're fueling your body with the proper nutrients, you don't need sugar. You don't need caffeine. I'll tell you. So I, I like coffee. I'm a coffee guy in the morning. But what I found out about myself is it's now just out of pure enjoyment for the taste of the coffee because I was on vacation and decided to go a day without coffee. We got up and I was like, you know what? We didn't have any in the room and we were trying to get out of the room pretty quickly to go do something with my son. And I was like, yeah, just skip it today. Most people who need coffee would be <laughs> lacking, right? Like yeah. they're going to have a headache. They're going to, they're going to really like crave that caffeine to get their day started. I didn't notice any of that. Yeah. And so that just told me that because I'm fueling my body with real nutrients, the majority of the time I have that real sustained energy that my body and my brain need to get throughout my day. And the one thing that I'll stress that is extremely important is most people don't eat enough healthy fats and most people don't drink enough water. Those two things, if you introduce those into your life and get them consistent, your energy levels will literally double 
and you won't need sugar, you won't need caffeine, you won't need energy drinks, just by following those two things. Like that, that is a game changer because the majority of people walking the face of the earth don't drink enough water and they don't eat enough healthy fats. So guys, if you guys don't know what healthy fats are, those are like avocados, salmon, what else? Nuts, walnuts, Nuts. almonds, pecans, pistachios, seeds, like pumpkin seeds and sunflower seeds, olive oil, coconut oil. Get more of that into your life because that is what your brain thrives off of. Our brain is mostly fat. Yeah. Well, you give it some fat and it's like rocket fuel for your mental clarity. And so one, one easy hack, if you're somebody that's skipping meals or you're somebody that's needing more nutrients into your life, just go buy a three pound bag of nuts. I get it. They're pricey, but you pay, you get what you pay for. And those are, there's not many more nutrient dense foods than those. And all it takes is a handful of almonds in the middle of the day. If you're starving, you, you slam a glass of water and a handful of almonds. And now you're good to go for a couple more hours with real fuel. And yeah. all you did was take three minutes to stop and get something into your stomach. It's, it's so much better than skipping a meal. That's, that's great, brother. That's, that's fucking great. <laughs> you know? It's huge, man. So before I jump into this question I have for you, I want to dive into this first. Um, I know you're all about Momentum Monday instead of Monday Monday. Yes. So can you go deep into that as well? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, I just, I just wrote an article for Thrive Global on this, and I can't tell you, like, I spent a while on it, even though the article's not that long, because I wanted to word it in a way that it made sense to anybody who read it. Like, for me, I know what I'm saying, right? But a yeah. good writer conveys the message clearly to their, their audience. And so the whole premise here is the majority of people that I've seen be successful with their fitness journey whether they're just getting started or they're trying to get consistent, are the people who embrace the fact that they, they cannot rely on motivation. Yeah. Okay, motivation comes and goes. You're not going to find it on your doorstep sitting in an Amazon package. You are not going to find it in your mailbox. It's something that you've got to create. If you are the person that says, I'm not motivated all the time, or I can't find motivation to get to the gym, or I can't find motivation to eat healthy, you're not going to find it. And that's the, that's the issue. And so my, my theory on momentum is that, look, I would be lying to you guys if I told you that I was excited to go to the gym every time I go there. I, that, that would be a bold-faced lie, man, because I'm not. Mondays usually aren't a day that I'm thrilled to be there because usually on Sunday, I had a couple beers, we grilled out, it was family day, I chilled. And Monday comes around, it's like, all right, back to – the quote unquote grind again. Well, I know that if I get through the gym doors on Monday, I know why I'm there. And I know that I'm there to lay the foundation for the week. If I get in the gym on Monday and just get through my workout with a semi-decent workout, I now have eliminated the excuses for the rest of the week. Yeah. But if I start off Monday by skipping Monday, now I have leverage to start making excuses for the rest of the week. The last thing I want is negative leverage for my mind. I try to eliminate all of that from my life. We're all professional excuse makers. We love to negotiate with ourselves. And it's very easy, you know as well as I do, if there's, not, if there's something that you don't wanna do, you'll come up with a million and one reasons not to do it, right? Like yeah. you will talk yourself out of it. And so for me, 
It's all about gritting your teeth and just forcing the action to take place sometimes, especially in the beginning of your fitness journey. And I'll lay it out for you. For anybody that, that's out there listening right now, if you're listening to this and you're having a, a, a tough time getting started, I'm going to tell you right now that you just have to embrace the suck factor in the beginning because it's not going to be fun. But you, you take the plunge and get started, and that is where you acquire motivation instead of relying on motivation. And I'll break it down. So in the beginning, first week, to 10 days, you've got to force the shit to make it happen, man. Like you're just not going to get motivated to do it. When you do it, your body is going to reward you very heavily and very quickly because your body says, your, your body, our, the body is one of the most amazing machines on the planet. Okay. Maybe the most amazing machine on the planet. Your body will reward you heavily because your body, we are built to move. We yep. were created to move. And when you're living a sedentary lifestyle, your body's going to be like, holy shit, I don't know what you just did for the last week, but you better keep doing it. And it's going to reward you with, with the way that you feel. Yeah. So now you have some motivation, right? Now you've acquired a little bit of motivation and you've got a little bit of momentum. You leverage that. You spend the next four weeks continuing that momentum. And now you start to see visible changes in the mirror. And now you think to yourself, okay, I'm feeling better. Now I'm starting to look better. Now you've acquired more motivation to keep going, right? This has a compounding effect throughout your fitness journey until you hit plateaus. And those are in inevitable for most people. And that's okay. There's ways to get through that. But the next step is, that's going to happen is that you go another four or six weeks and other people start to notice. They say, wow, your energy levels are crazy th these days. What are you doing differently? Or wow, you're looking a little trim. Looks like you, you know, looks like your clothes are fitting a little bit better these days. What are you doing? You know, people start to notice. And now you've got even more motivation because you've acquired more. And this just compounds and has a snowball effect. And when that happens, man, like that is massive momentum. And that's one of the most powerful things you can have for your mind. And when you do that and you and you continue to leverage that, you know, that's where the magic happens. And so for me to break it down on a more micro level, every Monday is Monday momentum, not Monday motivation, because you and I both know you can go on the internet right now and pull off 15 motivational memes and 15 motivational videos, watch them all, read them all. And five minutes later, you're still not motivated, yeah. right? Yeah. But if you leverage momentum instead, because you told yourself you knew the whole time it was going to suck, and it is but you kept the promise you made to yourself on Monday morning or Monday afternoon to get your ass to the gym, drink more water and eat an extra salad. Now you've laid the foundation for the week and now you can build momentum for the rest of the week. Awesome, brother. Like, I think that's because it's, it started so small for just momentum Monday. But if you take every Monday to build that momentum for the week, it's so massive, man. Exactly. It is. It just snowballs. And when you have that compounding effect, the, the pressure and overwhelm that's taken off of your shoulders from, from procrastinating with getting started, now it's even more of a reward. You just have these signals in your brain that, you know, you start telling yourself, I knew I could do it. I, yeah. Now I'm doing it, you know, and, and it's that positive feedback that just continues to fuel your mind that even, that, that even makes the, the momentum even more powerful, man. And it's just uh, the human mind's an amazing thing, both positively and negatively. And this is one way to, to use it positively that will greatly impact your life. Exactly. So I want to kind of start closing it off with 
these questions. Um, prior to this, <coughs> excuse me, prior to this uh, podcast, we, we spoke on masterminds. We're in like mutual like community sure. and, and things, group masterminds. And you, you told me something very, very, I think for myself, valuable. And that's, it's like the quality of sleep because yes, like some quality, like some like stress levels, trying not to deal with it. And I know I'm not the only one that's, it's affecting not only the quality of sleep, but also the performance. And that's why people are seeking more, let's say caffeine and energy. Yes. So how can people start maybe stress management, like have a better stress management and have better quality sleep? Yeah. So, and this is, so to back up a little, so I'm a firm believer and, and this is kind of my own spin on things. And this is really just me taking my experience and really what I've done and, and helped other people with um, and really experienced in my own life. But I'll tell you, I firmly believe there are four core pillars of health and we often love to fixate on diet and exercise. Yeah. Those are the two most common things when people are trying to get healthy. Right. It doesn't matter whether you're overweight or not. There's such thing as skinny fat. You've seen people who never work out and eat like shit, but are still skinny. That doesn't mean they feel good. That doesn't mean they're strong. That just means they're not a natural uh, weight gainer, right? So it's not always about health. You know, the, the look is not always healthy. And so what I, what I often tell people is if you're only focused on the two core pillars being diet and exercise, and you're ignoring the other two, you're not giving, you're doing yourself an injustice because you're not giving your body the best chance to perform at an optimal level to give you the best results. And so, you know, I think that it all starts with sleep. If you're not prioritizing sleep and prioritizing stress management as much as diet and exercise, you know, those things all need to be aligned with the person that you want to become. So whether, you know, whether you're fit and healthy now, but you're a stress, you know, a ball of stress who's not sleeping much, you know, you got some work to do to, to become the most, the, the healthiest version of yourself. And so for me in my own life, I, I came to this conclusion after massively overhauling my entire morning routine. And when I did that, and I practiced that for, let's say nine months, it changed my life. And so what most people do is they, they don't give enough credit to sleep and stress management. Now, in the United States, the number one leading cause of death is heart disease. And stress is a major contributing factor to heart disease. It's literally a silent killer. There are people that, I, I, I'll give you a story that, about a client that I worked with for a while, and this will kind of paint the picture for your audience. But this guy, let's say he was 200, I, I was working with him during corporate wellness. Let's say he was about 235, 240 pounds. He was trying to lose about 40 pounds. And this guy for months was eating like a freaking rabbit, rarely cheating, and you know, basically cut out all carbs, was very rarely cheating, and then was also going to the gym six times a week for an hour, working out like a fiend. Yeah. And I don't believe in that, man. I you need some relaxation, some rest days. But I was like, look, roll with it, dude. Let's see what let's see what it does for you. Well, in corporate wellness, I didn't talk to them every week. I talked to them more like every month or every three months. And so it took a while for us to figure out what was going on. Well, come to find out the guy was getting four and a half to five hours of sleep every night and was staying up to push deadlines for his company who was placing a large amount of stress on his plate. And he was a, he was a mess. 
He wasn't yeah. sleeping and he was a ball of stress. And so he wasn't getting results in the gym. And what we did was we stopped focusing on diet and exercise because he already had those dialed in. He's like, look, I'll lighten the load on the gym a little bit. I'll cut out one day and, you know, and I'll keep eating this way and let's see what happens. So what we did was we got him to stick to a strict sleep schedule. And I'm talking strict. This, you don't waver from this, man. Like we have one life, one body. The yeah. grind is always going to be there. And if you're staying up till all hours of the morning, you're not being as productive as you can be. So it's, it, it's much more strategic to uh, schedule your day in a way that you get up early, you crush it, but then you make sure your ass is in bed at the same time every night. Because just like I told you about the body being machine, your body gets very used to these schedules if you dial them in. Yeah. And so for me, I'm in bed every night at 1030. My alarm is set to go up off at 530. Usually I'm up by five starting to toss and turn. So six and a half hours is about my sweet spot. But I encourage everybody to figure out where they feel most well rested. Don't give me this shit that it's less than six because nobody sleeps less than six and feels well rested. It's yeah. got to be somewhere between six and a half and some people can sleep nine hours and feel their best. I, that's too much for me. But what I urge people to do is if you're, if you're struggling with all of your health and you don't know where to start, start there, man. Like if you get your sleep dialed in and you make that consistent in your life to where you don't waver from it, like for me, it's no cell phone, no, no like there's a good 10 minute period where I'm off my phone. I do a, 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 a little journal before I go to bed to, to get some positive thoughts flowing. And then I'm at lights out at 1030 and I'm done. Like there's no scrolling. There's none of that nonsense. And then when I wake up in the morning, the very first basically 30 minutes of my day is dedicated to me. I don't check DMs. I don't check emails, no text. That, that time is for me to work on my mind and get myself ready for the day. And that's usually some gratitude journaling, some meditation, that kind of thing. So, so what, I, what I urge people to do is if you're overwhelmed with trying to make healthy changes, start with the sleep and the stress management because that's going to make it a lot easier for you to wrap your head around trying to make some dietary changes and trying to get to the gym. If yeah. you're a stressed out mess, well, hell no, you don't want to go to the gym because you're already super stressed. Like that doesn't sound good to you at all. But if you can get your stress dialed in and your sleep dialed in and now you're well rested, your cortisol levels are much lower because you've dialed in the sleep and the stress management. Well, now a lot of that overwhelm goes away because now you can actually process the fact that you need to plan a little bit better for your meals or that you need to remind yourself to drink water throughout the day until you form that habit. Or you need to go out and take a 15-minute walk a few times a week to get your fitness journey started. But when people wait and they got all this stuff going on, which is very common, it's very common for me to see someone who sleeps like shit, is a ball of stress, eats like shit, and doesn't work out. The four core pillars are very common to not have aligned at all. Yeah. And when we dial in those first two, the sleep and the stress management, it's just a much easier process to move forward with some of those other changes. Boom. I wish I had like the, the Bradley bomb right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so important, man. Yeah. Like I feel so strongly about that, that I, I, like I said, like I told you before, I made an entire online course dedicated to becoming, to building the morning routine of a high performer because I, it changed my life enough for me to be firmly believe in it. There's a reason why 
you know, a lot of these billionaires and multimillionaires have such strict morning routines, man. It's huge. And I've had several people come onto my podcast that tell me that their business takes so much of their life that the only thing that they can fit in every day is a 10 or 15 minute workout, but they don't waver from it. That's the first thing they do in the morning because they know the day is going to be busy, but they have made a commitment to themselves to do a high intensity workout so that they can still stay fit and, and have the mental clarity to keep up with their business. And that's the key takeaway, man, is like, if you get all of these things that I discussed aligned with the person that you want to become, then you're going to be able to scale your health with your business. If you don't, it's going to be the opposite and it's going to be a, a vicious cycle for you and probably not with a very pretty ending. Exactly, man. Thank you. I want you just like, that's a bow, like that's some value fire right there. Like Absolutely, brother. So let's like, where can people find just, just to start wrapping this up? Like, yeah, where- yeah, of course. Yeah. So, um, I'm the only dude in a green shirt on Facebook named Jason Priest. So that one's an easy one. Um, probably the best place to find me to, to consume my content with any regularity. I do a lot of Instagram stories and, uh, I do quite a bit of, of stuff on Instagram. So, uh, on Instagram, it's just at dad health and I'd love to connect, man. Anybody that wants to connect me, shoot me a message. If you have questions, I'm the least salesy guy when it comes to the DMS. So I'm always happy to, uh, to try to point you in the right direction. Um, and yeah, so, so those are probably the best places. Awesome, man. So guys, junkies, thank you for listening up on this episode. The dad bot was on fire, right? So if you didn't like kind of understand this whole episode, it's basically the four pillars of yes. Health. So the stress management, this, uh, the sleep, right? The health, uh, like the fitness and the nutrition part. So we started off with the last two but ended yep. the last one and two because i think that's where people like kind of oh huge man exactly it's, so. it's very common for people to ignore those two because of society whether you're where you're at or where i'm at the common theme is if you're unhealthy and you go to the doctor they're gonna say you need to eat less you need to make better choices and you need to get more active we don't talk about stress we don't talk about sleep those make it much easier to go down that path of fitness and nutrition because now you've eliminated a lot of that pressure in your life and you have an open mind to becoming a healthier version of yourself. Exactly. So junkies, you heard it again. See you guys on the next podcast episode. Bye-bye. Yo guys, thank you for listening to another Sales Fun and Junkie podcast. And I know most of you guys are wondering what and how can a sales funnel help me grow and get my next business to the next level. Well, not long ago, I joined a program that helped me in 30 days understand all the basics that I need to know to get my sales funnel uh, knowledge on track and on point. So go to bit.ly forward slash 30 days to prosperity. Once again, bit.ly forward slash 30 days to prosperity to get enrolled into the challenge right now.